you unlock this benefit with the key of Patreon. Beyond is another dimension. A dimension of thought. A dimension of speculation. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both waffle and substance. Of things and ideas. You've just crossed into the podcast zone. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our trek through the Twilight Zone. This is Julian and I working our way through the first season so far of the Twilight Zone, and we have reached the episode The Hitchhiker. Uh, this is not the Rutger Hauer uh, movie or the uh, unfortunate Sean Bean remake. No, this is the 1959 original from Lord Sterling. This is The Hitchhiker. Um, I know they were called The Hitcher, but I wanted to make that reference. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, Julian, first, what were your first thoughts on this episode? Um, you know, it's funny. Last episode we were talking about as a weaker episode. Um, I find this episode slower and less satisfying. And I know it's kind of regarded as one of the better episodes. But, you know, to me, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't even have a proper twist. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think? I enjoyed this one more than the last one. Um, I I guessed, I guessed the twist. Um, not too early in, but I might I was able to guess it. But there's a creepiness to this episode, um, which and I, I like. Where there's, there's sometimes it's sort of the Twilight Zone is able to insert like a certain um creepiness, like a a, a feel of menace or something. And it's never like overbearing. It's not like full on horror, but it's there. And I think this episode really sort of captures that quite well. Um, this sort of like hitcher, every hitchhiker, every time she gets away, he's just sort of like waving or he's sort of like got his thumb out or something. Like is is quite cool. Like he's clearly playing a game with this this young woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I kind of like that. That like you know it's what is going on. Um, it fe- it feels like a Stephen King story or something. It does, yes, and and so it has that sort of like, uh, and it feels weirdly again. This sort of feels very. Um, this fits with like folklore or urban legend. Mm. You know, this is that kind of thing that fits into urban legend of, mm-hmm. you know, um, driving down, picking up the picking up the hitchhiker, who then disappears. <laughs> you know, when you reach a certain destination, usually a woman, a girl in a white dress or something like that. You know, it, it has that feel to it of, of being an urban legend. Like if you were to go back and sort of question, like the guy that runs the garage, you'd be like, no, there was there was definitely a girl here in a car, and you know, all this sort of thing. So when you get the reveal, I think we're fine. We've been giving away the reveals, but it's revealed yeah. that, um, it's revealed that she is she's dead, and the hitchhiker is clearly death coming to collect her. It's, it's, it's sort of like, I don't know, think it ever spells that out, but it is clear, right? I mean, yes. I, I thought it's interesting that it's not said, but everybody gets it. No, yeah, he never says like you know he doesn't get in and be like, well, I'm death. He just sort of says, I think you know who I am, yeah. um, and uh, that's the end. Um, and and it I, starts with her having had a near miss and having her car repaired. So you know, yes. that's the you just she calls her family and you find out oh. Yeah, she died in that accident. Yeah, and and so, you know, and there are films that have done this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, I can't remember the film. There's a film with Elijah Dushku in, and from the early two thousands that, that does exactly this. Like they're trapped on a highway and all this other stuff, and eventually it's revealed that they died, and they're being pursued by a car that is being driven by death. Um, and so yeah, the reveal, but the reveal is creepy in and of itself. 
because of the way it's done. Like she brings mm. home, um, and you know it. It, it could have been uh, the cliche of her mother answering and being like, "No, no, no, you're you," you know, and having that sort of call from, or feel like he's getting that call from beyond the grave. But for her to both, it's like a double gut punch to find that her mother, who she's calling, is being taken to hospital. Um, uh, and be- after like a nervous breakdown. Yeah, because of of her death, it's almost like a, a you know, it's like a it's like a sort of I'm going to slap you and then punch you. It's sort of like it's really sort of um, they want to go for it, and I kind of respect that at the ending. Um, but yeah, no, I, I kind of like it. I think it's got a creepiness to it that they're trying to they they try and distract you from it. But it's it's definitely got, you, you like you said that it's got an American. This is an Americana episode, like this idea of, of the traveling across country and the you know, these urban legends of the, of the sort of the back highways and the back roads. These urban legends about these things and stuff like it feels very much in keeping with that, which I kind of enjoy. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're right that it, it, this could be told around a campfire. You know, it yes. definitely has that story. But I think you know what's interesting to me about that is that, um, er, you know. I like I don't get that Americana thing triggered in me, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I I I get the driving, the you know the you know romanticism of cars and and long car rides, but it it, it just turns into a flight, and I don't see you know the Route sixty six stuff, and you know it, it, so, and and I find the hitchhiker, you know, he looks boring. It, it's a very mundane thing. Um, uh, you know, she's the only one who sees him, you know, yeah, okay. What what I find interesting about that urban legend thing is that, you know, in the urban legend version of this, it most likely stories like that are told from somebody else's perspective. Mm. I think the the family or her mother, you know, getting a call from the dead daughter who doesn't seem to know she's dead and then hangs up nervously, that's creepy, right? Yeah. And you 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 know, the the whole business with the soldier who hitches a ride with her briefly is by far the most interesting thing of the entire yes. episode for me. Uh, yeah, no, and I think that's and that fits into that urban. It feels like ghost stories. These are all sort of like phenomena that you know that get reported. I mean, I literally, I literally read an article in the last couple of weeks about this, the recordings of phone calls from the dead. Like you know, these things it's happening more and more with digital media. Um. Yeah, that soldier who gets a ride with her, like you know, that's a, if if anything, like you say, if this was a film like that, you could flip it on its head, and there'd be someone collecting these stories. Like you know, it would start with the you know meeting um, the family. Yes, we had this phone call, and we sort of tracked it back to this phone booth, and you go back to the phone booth, and you sort of meet the the guy in the garage, and you can meet the soldier, and you, you know, you get you piece together this story about like, well, who is this phantom that they all. You know, they go, this guy got in a car. Like, that's weird. Like, it's a, you know, is it? I'm not sure if you just turned this into an episode of the X Files with Mulder investigating this, well, that, or if you that's... turned this into like Citizen Kane with like all this Rashomon like you know perspectives yeah. <laughs> on what happened. I don't know either or either. You know, yeah. Unfortunately, it, it, well, I kind of like Supernatural, but it could be Supernatural as well. I'm pretty sure they've done an episode like this. But the X Files, it's it fe- and maybe that's what it tapped into me. It felt like. <clears throat> Although this is obviously leaning more into the supernatural, like heavily into the supernatural, um, it, it, I don't know. It felt like it, it connected with things I'm, I know about, you know, that sort of thing about the urban legends and the folklore about these things and alleged phenomena. So um, 
I kind of like that the creepiness that came through of, of that. Um, yeah, but again, it, that stuff is creepy to us. It's creepy to the observer, right? Mm -hmm, I mean, mm. the like I discovered I'm dead kind of sixth sense, you know, twist is a very different story, right? I mean, that's yeah. a story of her coping with being freaked out. I mean, so and part of that story is super gendered, right? Mm. Um, she's a woman alone. She's, you know, runs out of gas in the middle of nowhere. Um, I thought the whole thing, part of why I found the, the whole thing with the uh, sailor so interesting is she stops, she runs out of gas. She goes to this um, guy who runs a gas station and he's asleep. It's night. And he is just like, look, leave lady, you know, yeah. closed. And she says, I, I saw a man. I think he might rob me. And the gas station attendant says, like, well, if he does, come back in the morning and I'll call the cops with you. Yeah. And it's like, pretty cavalier. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I hope you're not raped. You know, yeah. uh, really kind of creepy. And, and she's a single woman. She's attractive. And um, this sailor comes up and he's, he's sort of a very alpha male type. And he then... You know, it's very interesting that he knocks on the window. She offers to give him a ride, like that male protection from mm. whoever the hitchhiker is. And then he knocks on the window and just says, like, open up. you got some customers. And then you just cut to them taking Drawing. the gas canisters back. It's like, yeah. there's your male privilege right there. Um, but I thought that, you know, and then she seems to, she doesn't outright offer him sex because uh, it's 1959. But she, um, you know, uh, sort of promises a date and sort of uh, seems oh, no, to be. It's more than that. She says, oh, you know, it's, it's, she might as well be saying wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, like it's not yeah. a date. She says, I want to be with you. I, I like you, like you. I want to be with you. Like, the language is clear. Like, that she says, yeah. no, stay with me and I'll make it worth your while. Like, it's, it's. Yeah. Yeah, which I, I'll be honest with you, I was a little surprised about. I was like, "Wow, this is quite forward for 1959." Um, but yeah, no, she she is, she, you know, um, she's, like you say, no, she's willing to to keep him mm -hmm. around, and it freaks him out. I think that's the thing, like you know, the sailor. This isn't your typical sort of like portrayal of a sailor who'd be like, "Yeah, no, all right, I'm in mm -hmm. for that." Like he he gets a bit freaked out by the whole thing. He thinks about it, though. I mean, I, I thought yeah. that was really fascinating. Yeah. Like, his character is, he's such the alpha male who just knocks on the door and demands, you know, here's mm. your uh, male entitlement, just demanding what he wants, and he gets what he wants. And he sort of presses her. Their dialogue in the car is entirely one-sided where he's asking her questions and, um, you know, leading the conversation, and she's sort of demurring. And then after the hitchhiker you know he hasn't seen it and then the everything switches and mm. she is begging him to stay and he's freaked out and i mean he sees he thinks she's crazy and yeah, she yeah. says i know you think i'm crazy um but now this tough alpha male is like look uh you're a crazy woman i want nothing to do with you you're crazy in a not fun way right yeah yeah yeah, which is swerving around the road. I think he's a bit like, no, I'm done with this. Like, this, this is too much. I'll walk the rest. Um, it it is interesting. Um, the the one thing I'd say is is 
um about this like you know you, we've just talked about obviously the gas station there's the pet, uh, there's the uh, the garage and then obviously the sailor and obviously the phone as well there's a physicality to all this um, and one of the things i find interesting is like you know it's acknowledged that or it's clearly indicated that she died several weeks ago in this incident so is it that she's in a repeat cycle like how far has she driven from this incident for her to now be seeing this garage you know this guy got into a car the you know the seeing something's different like the you know the the the, uh, the petrol station owner telling her to go away could be like no i had an apparition at the door but like she is dead but what is it that is driving you know what's the element of, what's the level of physicality that she and this vehicle has Mm-hmm. And so, like you know, is there a wreck somewhere with a body in it that was was taken away, and, and that's obviously what was presented to the 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 mother that's then going to the nervous breakdown. So, what is she? Because the guy drags, he grabs her in the car as well, like the you know yeah. when she's swerving, like he grabs her and tries to take the wheel from her. Um, so that was interesting to me. I was like, they've given her her in this vehicle a physicality, like the the guy in the garage fixes it, so he's put physical parts into this vehicle. Uh, because he says he's going to get her a tire and stuff, so he's winched it up. He's done something. Like, I'm, I, I'm that bit. I'm curious about like that. Still feels like a, you know, the, the, if it was going to be full, you know, like, like in Sixth Sense. You know, I'm going to spoil Sixth Sense for you as well right now. When it's revealed, obviously that that Bruce, you know, <laughs> Bruce Willis is dead. Sorry for a film that's twenty yeah. something years old. Um you are able to watch back the film and you can see that all the interactions he has are one-sided right. or there's a, like there's, you know, you can go, ah, okay. Like that's how it works. It's very cleverly done. There's none of that in this. And I think that's a bit of a failing. Like, you know, there's nothing where you can go back and go, Oh wow. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they no, she's a person in a car, you know? So the, when the reveal comes, it's a bit of a, you go, Oh, that's creepy. But it's also a head scratcher as well. Cause you're like, well, where does that go then? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, and you you do see her eating, she or at yeah. least leaving, having eaten, and she seems shooken up, and you know the uh, uh, waiter or or whatever the term is says, you know, okay, you know, interacts with her A- again, as you say, she's obviously completely physical at that moment, um, but I mean to get it like the urban legend thing, this isn't large Marge from you know Pee Wee's Big Adventure, right? <laughs> this isn't that you know because again you you have to have that exterior view of like this woman died and yeah. she's been driving the American highways ever since. So if you see this woman late at night, don't you know? Um, that's one type of story. This is another sort of sixth sense type of story, but as you say, it doesn't quite work as that story either. No, no, that's yeah. I'm being a little tough, but no, no, I agree. Like, you know, I enjoyed this episode, but it definitely f- has failings mm-hmm. in, in what it's trying to achieve uh, or what it sets out to achieve. Okay, so anyway, let, let's wrap on that. So that that is the the hitchhiker. Uh, any final thoughts before we sort of wrap on that? Not at all. Okay, good. Well, there we go. That's uh, that's the hitchhiker. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Thank you for supporting. Uh, as oh, always, man. we really appreciate it. And uh, we shall speak to you in uh, the next episode. <laughs>